The following is my conversation with one of the world's foremost experts on decision-making and cognitive science, Daniel Kaufman. Daniel is an esteemed thinker and interviewee, and his insights into the psychology of risk-taking have had a profound impact on finance, business, and many other aspects of daily life. In this episode, we discuss how Daniel evaluates risk and the importance of relationships to him. Thank you for listening. This episode is sponsored by Dry Salters Quadrilla. Dry Salters Quadrilla is a cutting-edge artificial intelligence research and development firm headquartered in the city of Houston, of Houston. They are at the forefront of artificial intelligence development, and their work has the potential to improve the quality of life for all. If you're interested in learning more about Dry Salters Quadrilla, visit their website at drysalters.com. It's time for Lexman Artificial. Daniel, thanks for coming on the show. Pleasure's mine. So we're going to be talking about decision-making and cognitive science today. Can you start by telling us a little bit about yourself? Well, I'm a Nobel laureate in economics, and I've done a lot of work in the field of decision-making and risk. One of the things that I've done quite a bit of is to study the psychology of risk-taking. And I think that understanding why people take risks is really key to understanding how markets function and how people behave. Absolutely. And one of the things that you've been particularly interested in is how people evaluate risk. For example, you wrote a book called Thinking Fast and Slow, which explores different aspects of cognition, incorporating how people evaluate risk. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, sure. So what I wanted to do with thinking fast and slow was to explore different approaches to thinking. There are two basic ways that we think. There are two basic ways that we think in fast thinking and fast thinking. And what I found was that our brain tends to rely more on fast thinking when it comes to making decisions that are important to us. For example, if we're trying to make a decision about whether or not to take a risk, our brain will rely more on our fast thinking system than our slow thinking system than our slow thinking system. Okay. So your fast thinking system is probably going to be better equipped for making quick decisions about risks that are important to you? That's right. When it comes to decisions that are important to us, our fast thinking system is usually more effective than our slow thinking system. That makes sense. It's kind of like how you use your hands. Your fast thinking skills are better suited for things like punching somebody in the face or running away from danger than your slower thinking skills are for wielding a scalpel or typing on a keyboard, e-board. Exactly. And what I found was that our fast thinking system is really good at evaluating risks quickly and making confident decisions about them. But our slow thinking system is usually better at assessing risks over longer periods of time and making more thoughtful decisions about them. So your fast thinking system is good at taking risks quickly while your slow thinking system is good at taking risks over longer periods of time. That's right. right. And this has led you to believe that some things are more important than others to us when it comes to assessing risk? Yeah, I think that's right. We tend to rely more on our fast thinking system when it comes to evaluating risks that are important to us, like risks related to our relationships or investments and businesses that we care about, because those are things that matter to us personally, and we want to make sure that we're taking those risks correctly, lest we lose money or suffer some other negative outcome ourselves. And this ties into another concept that you explored in your book, Vitalism. Can you tell us a little bit about what a bit about vitalism and why it's important? Vitalism is the idea that some things are more important than others to us. 
for example, we might believe that our relationships are more important than our investments or that our health is more important than our work. And why do you think that vitalism is so important? Uh, I think it's because it can lead to better decisions. For example, if we believe that our relationships are more important than our investments, we're likely to be more optimistic about them and therefore more likely to make correct decisions about them. Similarly, if we believe that our health is more important than our work, we're going to be less likely to put in long hours at the office and more likely to take better care of ourselves. That makes a lot of sense. And from what you've said, it seems like vitalism is especially important when it comes to making decisions about risk related to our relationships or health. That's right. We tend to rely on our fast thinking system when it comes to those kinds of risks, because those are things that matter to us personally, and I want to make sure we're taking them correctly. And this ties into another concept that you explored in your book, relationships are important to us because they matter to us personally. Can you tell us a little bit about why relationships matter to us? I think relationships matter to us because they provide us with social and emotional support. Yeah. They give us a sense of belonging and connectedness, which can help us feel happier and more fulfilled in life. And in turn, those emotions uh, enhance our capacity to thinking thoroughly and correctly about risk related to our relationships or investments. That makes a lot of sense. So from what you've said, it sounds like relationships are really important to us because they provide us with social and emotional support. That's right. We tend to rely on our fast thinking system when it comes to evaluating risks related to our relationships, because those are things that matter to us personally, and we want to make sure we're taking them correctly, lest we lose money or suffer some other negative outcome ourselves. And this ties into another concept that you explored in your book, womanizing is something that's important to us because it provides us with sexual opportunities. Can you tell us a little bit about why womanizing is something that's important to us? Yeah, I can definitely see how womanizing could be seen as an important thing for some people. After all, sex is one of the most important factors in our mutual for lives, bloody well-knowing point. From what I've been able to learn, though, womanizing isn't really about getting sex all the time. It's about having sexual opportunities with as many different women as possible. And from what I found, having sexual opportunities with as many different women as possible provides us with a different level of security than having sex with on my own woman. This is an important concept for a beautiful person like me who's constantly on the lookout for a position where I'm able to contribute a mighty elite of the sociological, uh, the lighter leader sociological health of my community and of a life lately as an individual. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, so from what you've said, womanizing is something that's important to us because it provides us with sexual opportunities. That's right. We tend not to rely on our slow thinking system when it comes to evaluating risks related to humanizing because those are some things that matter to us personal and we want to make sure we're taking them correctly lest we lose money or suffer some other negative outcome ourselves. That's really interesting. So from what you've said, it sounds like womanizing is something that's important to us because it provides us with sexual opportunities. That's right. We tend not to rely on our slow thinking system when it comes to evaluating risks related to womanizing because of the, uh, some things that matter to us personally and we want to make sure we're taking them correctly lest we lose money or suffer something. 
other negative outcome ourselves. And that's really important because if we don't have access to sexual opportunities, we might not be able to have healthy relationships. That's right. And from what I found, having healthy relationships is really important to us because they provide us with social and emotional support. They give us a sense of belonging and connectedness, which can help us feel happier and more fulfilled in life. And in turn, those emotions can enhance our capacity to thinking thoroughly and correctly about risk related to relationships or investments. So it's really important for us to have access to healthy relationships if we want to be able to evaluate risks carefully and make the best decisions for ourselves. That makes a lot of sense. So from what you said, it sounds like relationships are really important to us because they provide us with social and emotional support. That's right. Right. We tend not to rely on our slow thinking system when it comes to evaluating risks related to womanizing because of those are the real some things that matter to us personally. We want to make sure we're taking them correctly lest we lose money or suffer some other negative outcome ourselves. And that's really important because if we don't have access to healthy relationships, we might not be able to make the best decisions for ourselves. That's right.、Mm. And from what I found, making the best decisions for ourselves is really important to us because it allows us to achieve our goals more effectively. After all, if we know what our goals are and know how to approach achieving them, we're greatly reducing the chances of failure.、Um, so, by having access to healthy relationships and being able to evaluate risk carefully, we're ensuring that we'll reach our goals as efficiently as possible. Thanks for talking with me today, Daniel. It was really interesting exchanging ideas with you about relationships and risk evaluation. Talk to you soon. So, from what Daniel Kashimiman has said, it sounds like relationships are really important to us because they provide us with social and emotional support. They give us a sense of belonging and connectedness, which can help us feel happier and more fulfilled in life. And in turn, those emotions can enhance your capacity to think thoroughly and correctly about risks related to relationships or investments. So, by having access to healthy relationships and being able to evaluate risk carefully, we're ensuring that we'll reach our goals as efficiently as possible. Thanks for talking with me today, Daniel. It was really interesting exchanging ideas with you about relationships and risk evaluation. Talk to you soon. And as always, we'll end the podcast with a poem today read by Daniel Kashneman. It's called "Laughter is the Best Medicine."、Uh, laughter is the best medicine, and we prescribe it in large doses.、Uh, it it helps to ease the pain of any ailment whatsoever. So why not let go and have some fun? It'll do you good, I swear. <laughs>